Hey guys, this week's sponsor is ServePro. ServePro of Paris, there's some great people. I've done some work with them. Mike and Bridget are good friends of mine. Uh, Michael Plata works out there. He's another really good friend of mine. These guys are great at what they do. They do fire and water mitigation. So if you have any kind of water damage or fire damage, they'll come out and they'll make it like it never even happened. So if you ever have anything like that, give them a call. Look them up on, on Facebook, talk to them, and they can come out and fix any problems you have. And let's get this thing started. Welcome to another Paris, Texas, a podcast. This is a podcast where you get to listen to people's stories, people that have either influenced or lived in the city of Paris, Texas. I love hearing their stories, and I can't wait for you to hear the next guest. All right, guys, that's awesome. Uh, this guest is actually a return guest, kind of. We've had him before, but it wasn't in the traditional sense. Uh, Brett Holbert, what's up, dude? It's all good. It's so Brett was on here a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago, and it was a trio of uh, firefighters. So we kind of got to hear their story as uh, as they got into the field of firefighting. So we didn't get to hear his whole backstory, but uh, that's what today's for. So, Brett, where were you born? I was actually born here in Paris and uh, have spent most of my life here. I was uh, born here, uh, raised here up until the time that I was getting ready to enter high school, and my stepfather got a job over in the Dallas area, and so we moved to Duncanville. And, uh, awesome. Duncanville High School graduated from Duncanville. Duncanville, right? Yes, Duncanville. So how far is that from here? Duncanville's, I don't know, it's probably 100, 110 miles. It's over on the other side of Dallas. Okay, okay. And what, like, what is Duncanville like? What's its size? Uh, it, interesting. When I first started uh, in high school there, it was about 20,000, 25,000. It was about the same size of Paris. Now it's probably twice that. I mean, wow. it's a typical close-in Dallas suburb that has just exploded in population. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Kind of like Frisco or yeah. something like yeah. that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Uh, so you went to school there? Went to high school there. Well, uh what was your mascot? Just curious. Uh, Dunkerville Panthers. Go oh, Panthers. wow. Yeah. Panthers too. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Didn't have to uh, relearn that. Yeah. I went to high school in Dunkerville, graduated there, uh, tried a stint in college. <laughs> so wait, what was your thing in high school? Like what was your sport or what was your activity? Was it band? What was uh, your... You know what? I actually didn't play sports in high school. I was very involved in FFA. FFA? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I showed cattle, okay. and uh, we showed at all the big shows in Texas. Uh, my brother showed also. Tracy showed also. He, in fact, uh, in 1975, uh, his heifer won the National uh, Shorthorn Show up in Nebraska. And so uh, I kind of got into that, uh, loved it. Some of the best years of my life were spent showing cattle in high school. Now, Fort Worth has a really big... Uh, livestock show, right? Oh yeah, it just ended. In fact, yeah, yeah. huge. I've, I've showed it at Fort Worth. Great show, probably my favorite show. We showed, we showed at a lot of smaller shows around around the uh, northeast Texas, North Texas, Northeast Texas uh, area. But then we would go to the State Fair 
we go to Fort Worth, we go to San Antonio, we go to Houston. Awesome. Yeah. So is that something you still follow to today a little bit? Uh, not so much now. Uh, I, when I went to A&M for the time that I was there a couple of years, I was an animal science major, but then after I got out, after I... <laughs> After I didn't finish, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. <laughs> okay. uh, after I didn't finish, uh, came back to Paris. Uh, my uh, mother lived back here. My family was back here, and uh, just got focused on, you know, getting a job and getting on with my life. And so, what was the goal mm-hmm. in going in with animal science? Like, what oh, was... I just been involved in it in that kind of stuff for forever. I mean, even before we moved to Duncanville, we had. We had my brother had show cattle. We had horses, and uh, just something. My fa- my grandfather uh, was a farmer. Had some cows, raised cotton, and uh, down in the Cunningham area. And it was just something that I was always interested in. Along with my brother, my brother influenced me a lot on that because he also was very interested in that. He was a couple years older than me, so you know, yeah, I was interested in what he was interested in. All right, so you uh, you didn't finish that. What did you move to after after A and M? After I left A and M, I moved back to Paris. Uh, bounced around in a couple of jobs, kept one longer than the others, but just wasn't really happy with anything. And then uh, in the what would that have been summer of nineteen eighty four. There was a job posting for the fire department, and I told this part, so I won't dwell on it. But I just thought, you know, I need a job, and I can do that job, and so I tested and got hired. And I can't remember because there were three of you guys. Did you have fire? Was firefighting in the family? No, not no, at no. that time. It wasn't. So uh, you were the first. I was the first in my family okay. uh, to go into the fire service, uh, and my son has since followed uh, my steps and actually took my place when I retired from Paris. I remember because you had the awesome story where you have a picture of you and him standing on the front of the fire engine and now he has one of him and his son Correct. standing on the front of the fire engine. Right. That's, yep. that's Same pose. Yeah, It's a great uh, side-by-side shot. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, so how long, how long did you do firefighting for? 30 years. 30 years. Retired in 2014. Awesome, awesome. Um, and that, so did you ever wish you'd went back to raising cattle or anything like that? You know, I, it's something I miss. Uh, it, it, it's, you know, I'm almost 60 now. I, I don't foresee me getting back into that, but it's something I always, uh, missed. And, uh, I, I have friends that I, as far back as high school that I was in FFA with who are still in the business. They, they, been in it all their lives. Did your brother so, do anything with it? Uh, my brother actually uh, did. He graduated from A&M, uh, went to work in uh, livestock publications uh, on his own, and then for some of the other uh, entities, then went to work for ranches as their marketing specialist, and then went into that himself, uh, facilitating uh, livestock sales. And now uh, he is part owner in a big ranch and genetic operation in southern Georgia, northern Florida. Oh man, yeah. live vicariously through him a little yeah. bit, huh? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, uh, so what? Now, as a firefighter, you guys often have side jobs, right? Right. This is what? What was your side thing? 
Oh, let me see. My first side job in the fire department was uh, roofing. Uh, Bobby Flippin's father, the, Bobby was with one of the guys that we that you talked to with the three firefighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, his Flip. father, yeah, Flip. <laughs> Uh, his father had a roofing company, and uh, myself, along with some of the other firefighters, would work for Flip on our days off. Oh, awesome! And uh, that hard, really hard work. I, you know, I, I look back on it, and I think it was probably a good thing for me to do that. Really hard work. Don't miss it. Vowed <laughs> once I got off my last roof that if I never had to again, I wouldn't get back on another <laughs> one to put shingles. And of course. Since I have on my some of my own properties, but uh, but no, that's not anything that I that I would even consider doing now. If I didn't have to, if I had to, I would. You know. So 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 roofing was your first one. What was ne- what was another one? Oh, uh, let me see. You know, I don't I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. I I would do just some side jobs. People need help. I I do that, and then after a while, you know. Um, I got to where I didn't I didn't work on my days off much at all uh, until well until closer to around 2000. I mean I did some but not a lot and then uh, 2000 I had a business opportunity offered to me and took it and uh, it became my off time job and uh, eventually led to bigger things and that was uh, 24th Street Cafe. Oh, yeah. awesome. We we purchased 24th Street Cafe in March of 2000. Awesome. And the original plan going in was for me to quit the fire department, my wife keep her job, and me run the, the cafe. And then uh, we talked about it and talked about it and decided that she would be better suited to do that. And so she quit her job that she had had with the state for about 17 years. Oh, wow. And uh, that was the beginning of our life in the restaurant business now when did you meet your wife wow sherry and i knew each other years and years and years ago uh like when i was in junior high okay at north lamar uh she was a few years older than me she was a cheerleader very popular and i knew her then but uh there was nothing i mean it wasn't one of those you know you hear the stories of high school sweethearts and everything. It wasn't that at all. In fact, uh, like I said, right after junior high, moved to Duncanville and we were just friends, more of acquaintances more than anything else at that time uh, when we knew each other. And then years later, after a a lot of things in our lives, we met again and the rest is as they say history. I'll fill in the blanks if you'd like, but... uh, but uh, yeah, we uh, we got married in uh, 1986. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. She had been married. I had been married. Uh, we were both divorced, and uh, you know, fell in love. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and where were y'all when y'all? We were here in Paris. Here in Paris. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'd already okay. come back to Paris, and was working at the fire department already when that happened. Uh, uh, Started in 84, and she and I got married in 86. And how many kids do you have? Uh, all told, we have we have two. Sherry has a son from a previous marriage, uh, Kyle Coston, and uh, then our son together, Colt Holbert, and then Kyle and his wife, Renee, have two kids, Kenley and Travis. Kenley is a sophomore. No, Kenley's a junior. 
and North Lamar and Travis graduated last year and is in the Navy. Awesome. And then Colt and his wife Jerrica have a son, uh, Gray, who is three. And no, it's three or four. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, what, what, once you get past two, yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just hit, my third child was just born, and I, I went up to go uh, get medicine for the first child, and I'm sitting, no, it was middle child, and I was sitting there trying to think of the birth date, and I was like, crap, I got three of them now, and I can't yeah. remember their birth dates, because yeah. I'll get one of the numbers messed up. Right. Like, I might get, the, I'm, usually I get the year right, but I either get the month or the day wrong. And I'm putting one of the other ones onto the other ones. And, yeah, once once you cut past three. Yeah. I don't my, even have grandkids yet. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> uh, my wife and my sister are, are notorious birthday rememberers. You know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, wow. It, it, it's just incredible. And without them, I wouldn't know when anybody had a birthday. So. Yeah. I, luckily, technology these days remind me yeah, of birthdays. Yeah, Otherwise, well, my phone. Yeah, I guess now I get a beat. But, uh, but I'd yeah, be in trouble. Um, okay, and was it? It was it. Uh, which one went to the Navy? Uh, 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 Travis. Travis. Uh, yeah, Kyle Renee's oldest. Oldest. Uh, he That's... went to the Navy last year. You know, and when he was a, I guess when he was a. Maybe a late junior, or early senior, he began he began to insinuate that, or to hint that he might be interested in the military, and uh, he really did his homework. I mean, he, wow. he looked at different branches and things like that, and then uh, and then decided to go into the Navy. And he is awesome. at uh, he's outside Chicago at Great Lakes, uh, that training station up there. And uh, just doing great. Love great. it. Great. Well, Travis, thank you for your service, yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how great is that? And he had friends that he graduated high school with that also went into the military uh, kind of at the same time. And so he has some common bonds with some of the guys that he that he went to school with. Uh, awesome. Yeah. All right. So let's jump back to, okay, y'all's first restaurant was 24th Street Cafe. Right. Um, and that was kind of like your, your normal just cafe, small town cafe, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And when when you say small town cafe, that's exactly what it was. It was a little lunch place, obviously, over on Twenty Fourth Street. There had been a some type of cafe in that place since I was a kid. Originally, it was Bono's Barbecue, and then when Mr. Bono retired, uh, Artie uh, Barnes, uh, Artie and Joe Barnes bought it. They did they did barbecue for a little while, and then a uh, former NFL player Zeke Zwarneman bought it, had Zeke's barbecue forever. It was really good. And then uh, uh, Sharon Crawford uh, opened 24th Street Cafe in March of 1986. Okay. And then we bought it from her in uh, 2000. Okay. And it was just, it was tiny. I mean, it was 44 seats. It was crowded, horrible parking. You had to stand in line to order. And then on busy days, once you ordered, you had to wait for a table to open up. I mean, there were there was every reason why it wouldn't be a success, and yet it was. Yeah. And we were so blessed and so thankful for that because you have to understand, before that, neither Sherry nor myself had any restaurant uh, experience at all, yeah. none. And uh, for about 30 days before we opened as owners, Sherry and I went up there and worked for Sharon. And oh, that's smart. Learn yeah, our way around. And Sherry would work the counter and work what we call front of house, and then I would just make my way around and work different stations in the back. 
and awesome. uh, you know bus tables meet people do and uh, we just kind of learned all aspects of it you know that was our that was us getting our feet wet in the restaurant business and it turned out to be very successful for us uh, uh, in 2007 I guess we realized that we had to do something different because uh, we had outgrown that little tiny little space mm-hmm. and so um, a guy that I'd worked with at the, at the fire department, his wife had a beauty shop up on Collegiate that uh, she was getting rid of. She mm-hmm. closed the beauty shop and they were selling the building. And we went up there and looked at it and bought it and moved 24th Street up to Collegiate. Kept the name because our customers identified the name as being associated with the cafe as opposed to actually being a location. You know, mm-hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And so we did that and then uh, uh, doubled our size and uh, opened on Thursday nights for dinner, which gave me an opportunity to get back in the kitchen and do what I enjoyed doing, which was uh, cooking and grilling and and coming up with dishes and things like that. Um, So how long did y'all have 24th Street total? Uh, Almost 12 years, just a couple of months short of 12 years. Awesome, awesome. And then, so what'd y'all do? What'd y'all do? Did y'all sell? We did sell. Sure did, yeah. Yeah. And, and we it, had uh, it, it, it. We were open five days a week uh, for lunch, and then one night a week for dinner. And we were catering. Uh, it was ridiculous how how big our catering business had, had gotten. That's awesome. And we were just working all the time, all the time. In, fa- in fact, between uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we were booked every night, at least one event every every night. And wow. So, uh, that just began to kind of wear on us, and so we thought, we're going to get out of business. So we did. Okay. Yeah. Um, to free up time, right? Right. And and let me guess, y'all got back into it. <laughs> yes, we did. Uh, just, uh, let me see. It was 2011 is when we sold at the end of 2011, and 2014, uh, we opened 107. 107. Yeah. And 107 was a kind of a brainstorm of uh more sherry than 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 myself actually i mean i'd always kind of thought about doing something else but anyway we had taken a trip down to central texas san antonio kerrville fredericksburg comfort Mm -hmm. and uh these little beer gardens are just everywhere down there Mm -hmm. and one specifically in san antonio i'll give them a free spot it's called the the friendly spot a beautiful little big oak tree covered beer garden just south of downtown on South Alamo. We just fell in love with it. And uh, I was getting ready to retire. We knew that we were going to do something different when we could. Uh, and so Sherry said, let's do a beer garden. And I'm like, okay. okay. So we did. Now, uh, how did you come up with the idea? Because you took a building that was basically falling apart. Oh, yeah, not basically. It was. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like no roof. Yeah, like... the, the roof had caved in on it. Uh, it had sat in that condition for years, literally years, with no one even walking in the door. And so uh, we made the decision to open a beer garden. <clears throat> and so the second thing, obviously, was trying to find a location. And we knew we wanted to be in downtown, but there were no spots that lent themselves to that mm-hmm. and so uh i get a text one day it's got a picture of, of this building and sherry said what do you think about here and i'm like wow 
I, you know, I don't know. I'm going to need to see it. And so we went up there. We found the key, and we went up there. And it was just horrible. I mean, it was just horrible. And so, you, you know, you had to allow your mind to be pretty creative to see what it could be. And uh, so we decided to pursue it. So then we had to find out who owned it, found out who owned it. Um, and as it turned out, the guy who owned it was looking to get rid of it. it. It's a long story that I won't go into, but he was just wanting to get rid of it for what he had in it. And quite honestly, uh, it wasn't it wasn't overly expensive. And so we said, sure, let's do it. And so we did it and immediately began uh, gutting it. And, yeah. And completely gutted it back to nothing. Nothing. I mean, two, like three, four walls? There's three walls. Yeah, three, three freestanding walls and one, then the east wall adjoins the building next door. Right. And so uh, so and, we gutted it. And the entryway, though, there was like not much for the entryway. If I remember correctly, it yeah, was pretty open. Yeah, the entryway open. was in bad shape. It was, it was a typical old storefront. That, actually, that storefront had actually been there for quite some time, but it was just an old wooden and glass storefront. And then it had transom lights above that, and then windows above that, and uh, and so yeah, so we we gutted it back. We went to the city and said, okay, now what do we need to do before we do anything else? They said, well, you got to shore up those three outside walls. Those, and he, and they said, as fate would have it, we've already done an engineering study on that, and you can have it. Just take it to your architect. And so we did, and they designed that big I-beam and truss system, cable system up there, mm-hmm. and we installed that. And then I designed the structures, the awning on the east side, and then the building, uh, which houses the bar and the kitchen and all the storage mm-hmm. and the restrooms and everything. I did all that on my computer at home and uh, got started. That I, That's some dreaming there, because I, well, I... You know... I would be lying if I said there weren't some sleepless nights halfway through that, knowing that, I mean, we had already decided that we were going to be shut down during the winter. And uh, there were some sleepless nights laying in bed thinking, oh my God, how am I going to run a business just being open nine months a year? Nobody does that. And then weather, rain? Yeah, you know, we used to, and we'd get a ton of people saying, what do y'all do when it rains? And we'd say, well, we go home. <laughs> you know, uh, it, that, while certainly uh, a recurring issue, was not a big issue. I mean, okay. the number of days that we missed out of the number of the days that we were open was was pretty small. Okay. You know, and it would kind of come in. It would kind of come in cycles. Sometimes, you know, it'd cycle through that it would rain almost every weekend. And it, I mean, it's just it, you did what you had to do. I mean, uh, it, now having said that. It was interesting. There were, there were actually two different, you know, incarnations of that. It was the raining before and at opening time, which mean which meant we didn't open. If we were open and it started raining, the most interesting thing would occur, and that was that the people on the open side would get their stuff and they'd crowd in over onto the covered side and they'd stay. They'd, they'd stay. absolutely stay. In fact, one night it stormed. And we lost electricity. 
And we're like, we can't serve you. We can't do anything. And they're like, no, we're fine. We just got drinks. We're going to sit here for a while. <laughs> and, wow, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, it, it, was, it, was, it was just something that we contended with, and we didn't think anything about it. And, you know, uh, 107 was very, very good to us. And, and, and you know, I, I look back and I, and I say it's, it's in, my, in my business experience, it, is can I feel good about something that I that that I've done that we've done mm-hmm. and and while certainly 24th Street will always hold a special place for us because that was that was where we got into the business we didn't create 24th Street Sharon did that did a fantastic job and and we took advantage of that or we capitalized on that because when we bought it it was a successful cafe and it continued to to to, to be so for us but 107 came completely out of our minds. That was our baby. And and so we brought something to Paris that Paris had never had before. Yeah. And it was wildly popular. And so we feel good about that. I mean, we feel very good about it. You that. should. It's yeah. an amazing location, amazing place. Uh, and so let me uh, backtrack. Uh, and I'm just assuming this. 107 is the address? 107 is the address. Okay. And that, that very, very briefly, during the time after we shut down, after we sold uh 24th street my son and i kind of got a hankering to get back in the business and we had a no compete clause and so we couldn't open anything in paris and so we began scouting other towns well one of the towns that we scouted was downtown denison i don't know if you've ever been in downtown denison it's really neat it's a long it's a long straight street and uh uh West Main's kind of the hot spot there. Not that the whole street's not, but West Main's kind of the hot spot. And so we went over there and we began to talk to business owners and and they would refer to their businesses not by name, but they would say, you knew if they said 308 that that was an art gallery and you knew if they said 315 that that was a, a cupcake shop. And you, you know, just, yeah. so everybody referred to their businesses by their by their address. And so when Sherry and I, started talking about naming uh, 107. I said, why don't we just call it 107? And she's like, I kind of like that. Yeah. So we did. That's perfect. Logo. Yeah. How'd you come up with the logo? Uh, we wanted something simple. Uh, we liked the old uh, typewriter type. Yeah. And so we began to play around on the computer. And I, I mean, <laughs> there's no telling how many different designs that were very similar to that that I looked at and discarded, looked at and discarded, and then we came up with that. And uh, uh, just, we liked it. I did too. More for its simplicity than anything else. Distinct, like yeah. it stands out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so. Yeah. And it draws people. When people say, people who aren't from here, if they see that sign, they're like, what is what is that? What's 107? Right. So it draws people. It does for sure. So how long did you guys own 107? We owned 107. We opened... In 2014, and we sold it. In we sold it this year. This yeah, year. is that right? No, that's not right. Yeah, sold it. Well, in it was 2018. With July with, of 2018. Within so, the last year. Right. So uh, four plus years. Wow. Four and a half years. And you sold to John Bratcher, which is sold to a- John. You know that was kind of out of the blue. It had been for sale. We had we had put it up for sale. Not really actively. I mean, I, I, I suppose you'd call it actively. It was it was listed with a with a brokerage, but but uh, we weren't going out of our way to sell it. But we thought, you know, 
we're getting older and we're missing some of our grandkids things at, at schools. And so we decided, you know, let's just, let's sell. And so we did. And it, and it sat on the market for over a year, I guess. And we had people come in and they'd be interested and then they'd go, you'd come in and be interested and go. And then out of the blue, I mean, completely out of the blue. I couldn't have been more surprised. John contacted and said, I'd like to sit down and talk to y'all. And, uh, uh, and so we did, and yeah. you know, uh, he was really excited. I mean, once he made the decision to do it, very excited, which is good because yeah. you need that. And and the good thing about John, John has the excitement and he has the energy. He has mm-hmm. some really neat ideas mm-hmm. for going forward, and uh, and we were just we were very excited. Yeah, John's a really good friend of mine. I I enjoy, and I've done some business with him, and um, he's just a really good, solid guy. He's he's kind of like you in the sense, of like when so, like because you talked a little bit how uh, with Twenty Fourth Street, how you go out and just talk to the people. Hell yeah, yeah. John is all about that. Yeah. He's gonna sit down and talk to people that are walking yeah. in and just uh, conversate with you and just you know we. Even at 24th Street, if, if it slowed down to the point where we could do that, one of us always liked to go out into the dining area mm-hmm. and just sit and talk to people. Sit, sit if possible, but if not, then just stop by the table. Y'all doing okay? Good to see you. Yeah. How's the kids? You know, that kind of stuff. And John is excellent at that. You know, uh, Roger Elhauser, another retired firefighter, Roger and Debbie and their family, they come into 107 quite a bit. Uh, and... Uh, Sometimes it would happen that John was there, mm-hmm. and then John and Roger and I would sit, and of course we get to talk about fire department. We'd talk for hours, and Debbie would just sit over there so patiently and let yeah. us, let us finish. But uh, but yeah, John's really good at that. He's very personable, has great personality, and uh, and is just uh, he's doing a real good job. Awesome, awesome. So so now you're just full time retired. Now I'm full time retired. Sherry and I are looking at some opportunities. Uh, that we would like to pursue. It's going to take the right location, and so that's uh, awesome. Uh, we're, we'd love to get back into downtown. We like we like the vibe downtown. We want to be a part of all the new things that are about to be happening in downtown. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. yeah. How long has she been in real estate? Ah, uh, la la la. <laughs> a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. She she. Uh, she went to work for Cisco Foods, worked for Cisco Foods for quite a few years and uh, decided to pursue other opportunities. We have a friend, uh, Bick Ressler, whose office uh, she works in, uh, had been tr- begging her, get your license kind of work for me, mm-hmm. get your license kind of work for me. And so she finally did. And I have to brag on my wife. Knocking it out of the park. Good. She awesome. was made to sell real estate. Awesome. And, uh, you know, I, I'll every now and then I'll say, don't you wish you'd gotten into this sooner? And she says, you know, yeah, on one hand I do, but on the on the second, on the other hand, it's my experience experiences that have led me to this, you know. And so, uh, you know, I let me, let me just stop here and say, I give her the credit for the success of 24th Street and for 107, certainly I did my part and and uh, and had a had a very integral part there. But it's her personality and her focus on details. I mean, I'm real detail oriented too, but but she's just uh, 
she's a better manager than me. Awesome. She's calmer, maybe I should say. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you know, uh, uh, when we opened 107, we decided uh, that we were going to do some similar things that we did on Thursday nights at uh, at 24th Street, and so we started doing steaks and and some yeah. stuff like that, mm-hmm. and. Once again, gave me the opportunity to get back in the kitchen, and uh, that was always a big hit for us. You 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 have to understand, <clears throat> real quickly, my this all started my life in the in the restaurant business started when I was a very young kid, uh, living with my at that time divorced single mother and my brother and my sister. Uh, since mother was divorced, she felt like she needed to work two jobs. So she'd work her day job. We'd get out of school. She'd come home for a little bit and then go work another job that night. And so uh, my brother and sister are older, and they kind of took care of the the overseeing me part of the deal. They were old enough to do that. But uh, we kind of, you know, learned to fend for ourselves with regards to working in the kitchen uh, at that time. And it's just something that blew up from there. I literally learned to cook something other than just home food, uh, watching television. Yeah, I was going to say, because there's no YouTube or, yeah, or no. Google. or. Yeah. I mean, I started out, no joking, I, you, I'm, you may not even have heard of some of these people. started out watching Graham Kerr, The Galloping Gourmet, uh, Julia Child, Chef Tail, and uh, things like that. And then as I got older and realized that that was something that I had a knack for. Uh, uh, Stephen Pyle, Dean Fearing, Emeril Lagasse, uh, people like that. And uh, there was a a show on PBS called Great Chefs of the West where they would go to really unique restaurants in the West and Southwest and focus on a particular chef, and they would go through, you know, how they prepared things. And I was just enthralled with that and then they did great chefs of uh, new orleans and emerald lagasse and paul prudhomme and uh just you know on and on and literally i learned technique watching these guys because these were the guys at that time yeah do you still watch cooking shows uh absolutely my wife loves them yeah loves them i don't watch them much my wife loves watching them. you know I just uh, I'm a I'm a guy who likes to see new dishes and likes to know how they're made, mm-hmm. and uh, it's not unusual for me to see one and then make it within the week, you know, or or try my hand at it anyway. Try to replicate it. Yeah, That's and awesome. so that led after we sold one, actually before we sold one hundred seven, um, we do Sunday brunch, <clears throat> big family Sunday brunch at our house every Sunday. Oh wow! And so I get up, do that. Sherry helps, and uh, you still do that. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Uh, that came by quite by accident actually. When Sherry was working for Cisco, before Sherry went to work for Cisco, Sunday mornings Colt was gone, so we were, it was just Sherry and me. Uh, I'd get up Sunday mornings and I'd make Sherry and myself a big, nice kind of you know off the beaten path breakfast. Well, once she went to work for Cisco, she had a client uh, who would only turn his. Uh, order in on Sunday mornings and in person. And so we got to where we would go up there to his cafe and have breakfast and get, and 
my my son and and daughter-in-law were over at the house one night for dinner and we got to talking about that and i said you know i said i really miss that i really enjoyed doing that and she said if you'll cook brunch we'll come every sunday i said deal and so she and colt and gray and then kyle renee and kenley uh travis before we went off the navy every sunday morning every sunday at about 10 30 11 and gather up and have a big brunch That's you know awesome and, uh, it's 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 a really neat thing. I would encourage everyone who has family close to try doing something like this because it's such a good time. The conversation always is about what our week was last week and what our week's going to be this week and plans that we have and things like that. And it's just a great, great family time. And it's real funny. Travis, uh, our grandson who's in the Navy, he's he's pretty quiet, but that's something that he really looked forward to. And, yeah. and, and so does everyone else. But Travis would really look forward to, to brunches, and now he's in the Navy. and so uh, Misses it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, fun. So that's neat. We enjoy that. Uh, we do dinners on Friday night with Kim's parents. That's, oh, yeah. 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 So, so we... I just think it's great. I mean, you gather with family because, as Travis has proven now, uh, family filters out you know mm-hmm. i mean kids grow up and and so you need to you need to try to take advantage of that as yeah. often as you can and so so we do and it's a great it's a great time that's awesome well thank you so much for being on my podcast you bet i, I you know i can't imagine that uh anybody would be really interested in in me but i'm glad that they are and i hope that they are but i've enjoyed it i, I like that's it. awesome I, I i would willing to bet more than you think would be interested in your oh, yeah. story yeah. so yeah. um if nothing else most people know of 107 and hearing the the behind the scenes is probably extremely interesting it was yeah. ex- interesting to me yeah it's 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 great we had such a good time with that such a good time with it's it. awesome it was so fun yeah. it's awesome that's cool yep. um Thank you guys so much for tuning in. This was an awesome podcast. As always, we try to put one out every single Monday, so join us next week on Monday to hear another uh, podcast. If you'd ever want to sponsor this podcast, reach out to me. You can uh, reach out on Facebook, uh, tap me on the shoulder. If you need to email me, it's broadway at iambroadway.me. Um, and once again, I want to thank ServePro for sponsoring this podcast. Those guys are so awesome. They do great work. Go check them out if you need any of their uh, services. Uh, and we'll see you next time.